Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is episode number 290. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'll be your host for the show. Quick pause, 290. Wow, I'm getting super close to 300. I'm, I'm truly blown away by this. It feels like feels like yesterday that I was years into delaying and too intimidated to start the show. Um, I, I just went to an event today and came across one or two people that asked me about the podcast and it's just, it's, it's surreal sometimes. So thank you so much for listening to this show. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that Noemi and I can do for celebrating 300 episodes on this show. And with that, we're just going to get right into it. So I've, I've probably attended a thousand Amazon e-com seller events. Like I almost wanted to do the math on this cause it seems like too big of a number, but you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but it, if it's not a thousand, it feels like a thousand um, over, over the last 15 years. And I've hosted nearly 1400 or a little over 1400 meetup events, um, which shockingly for somebody who would say they're horrible at events um, puts me in a very unique position as somewhat of an authority um, on events. I mean, if you attended that many Combined total, almost 3,000 events I've been to. Uh, You learn a thing or two. So something that I used to do, well, something that I want to share with you on the show today, um, and we're going to jump onto some different topics today on the show, but something I definitely wanted to share with you on the show today was how I used to incorrectly approach shows and how I think you could get the most out of the shows you go to. Like by this, it could be a trade show, it could be a conference, in any niche you're in, but you know, here we're talking about e-commerce and, and how that change in mindset just helped me big time today. So (coughs) how most people approach a show is, you know, the shows have a lot of tracks, a lot of different speakers, a lot of different evening activities usually. And you go there and there's this you know, you feel com- you f- you feel obligated to because you you know spent money on tickets, a hotel, everything like that. You feel obligated to consume everything that's there and take notes on everything that's there, and you leave almost always with this. You know, someone asks you how the show was, and you're like, "Oh, the networking was great." I- I'm definitely guilty of doing that a lot, and. When you go back and look at the the tracks, you notice that the majority of the tracks weren't really relevant for you in in a lot of cases. You know, they're they're in the same, like maybe they're all Amazon related, but, you know, let's just say you went to an Amazon seller event and sourcing products was your thing. And there was like two speakers on that. And then there was like 12 other ones on PPC. And you're like, well, you know, I don't want to learn PPC. I have an agency that does that. So you, you, you leave with this, maybe like the majority of the show wasn't for me. And I used to decide, I'd like almost pass judgment on a conference or a trade show I attended based on this. Like the show, all all the speakers and everything, they all weren't for me. And obviously, this doesn't work for a lot of reasons. And, you know, everyone's different. And somebody, you think you spent a lot of money on the tickets in the hotel, like the, the event that put this together, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in creating events. And, you know, they created their trade show or conference to appeal to like the broadest amount of people within a niche, right? To, to pull something off at that scale, that's, that's sort of what you need to do. And 
it took me a while to realize this and, and, and it wasn't, you know, based on experience from attending events that, that allowed me to realize this, but rather I would, let's just use one of the events that I really love traffic and conversion. I think it applies to e-commerce, Amazon, digital marketing. It's, it's an amazing, amazing conference that a lot of us go to, by the way, with wizards of e-com. So if you're listening to this, you know, pay attention, you know, get our app, Join the Telegram chats, everything. Make make sure you hear the announcements of when we go so you can travel to the show with us and have a great time and, and learn even more. But the when when I'd go to this show, and here probably had like 80 different speakers, I would spend the next year, I'd spend like the first few months completely frustrated that there was no way that I could implement all the things that I was able to hear from the show. And then I, I would buy the recordings of the show so that I could catch the things that, you know, were going on at the time when I couldn't see everything at once. And I would try to implement that. And then I would try to buy all the softwares that were needed to implement those things. And I would try to hire VAs that knew how to run the softwares and knew how to implement the things. And it was a total disaster. Um, this was definitely not a, a one thing or four hour work week move on my part, but you learn as time goes on. But it was in that process of doing that and, and reaching the point of, you know, nearly burnout, you know, several times that I realized that you can only implement so many new things in your business effectively at a time. And that if you went to one of these trade, you know, one of these conferences and you you took away one big thing and then you just executed on this thing in an amazing way. Assuming this is an annual show, you would you you would look at this and it would be like, you know, go to the show. We're using traffic and conversions as an example here. You know, go to traffic and conversions, absorb some information, come back home, take action. Maybe you did some networking in the meantime and you bounce some ideas if you're, you know, blessed enough to go with a community like Wizards of Ecom. And you come back home, you take action. Then you return in a year and you absorb again. Um, for me that once I had this revelation, that's what I did. And the only thing that's changed in that formula for me has been over the last seven and a half years of, you know, being blessed to have founded and organized the wizards of Ecom meetup. And, and what the, what changed in there was a game changer. <laughs> and, and that is, so now I would absorb the information from the event. I would take action in my business and in my life on that information that I got from the event. And what I added new into the sequences, I would then teach and pay forward and share what I learned, whether it's here on the podcast, whether it's in the meetup group, uh, whether it's working with uh, a client and I would teach it. And in teaching it, you, you gain like a higher level of mastery. In my opinion, I'm not going to geek out too much on that, but I added teach it and pay it forward so that I can learn it in a deeper way then I would return to the show and I absorb again and I would either build on this thing or I'd say, okay, I got this down pat. I'm building a team around it or I'm going to, uh, you know, learn more about it at that show. So this was a, this was huge for me on how to actually get really great ROI from the shows. Uh, you know, the conferences and the trade shows that I attended that was beyond, Hey, I was just networking and, and I'm not discrediting networking. I'm a power networker. Um, just, I feel like, con you know, conferences and trade shows at this point have gotten to this point where it's like you come back and it's just a given. It's like, yeah, the networking was great. Um, and it's because most people don't know how to approach a conference and trade show and 
deal with this tsunami of information. It feels like drinking out of a fire hydrant. And obviously you get the visual there. Imagine wrapping your mouth around this fire hydrant, opening it. And that would be a very uncomfortable experience. So we avoid it. Uh, I'm saying all this, and this, and this is what kind of motivated me to do this episode today, um, in, in part. And that is, I went to an event today in Miami. I'm not going to say the name of the event because um, I, I want to stay. I, I feel like I have some things to say that are not very flattering about it. And this is not meant to be an attack on that event. So I'm not even going to give hints around it or anything. I'm going to tell you that it's in Miami. And if you're listening to this and you're part of the Wizards of Ecom and you attended with me, then you know what I'm talking about. But I just attended an event today on April 13th and at best keeping it as positive as possible. I'm going to describe it as a monumental waste of my time. So I, I I felt very suckered. I felt like it was a bait and switch. I went there to talk, you know, see some, some people that I, that I, that I've admired from afar speak. This was very business oriented and less e-com and instead, this stuff was like very little of that and sandwiched between massive chunks of dense sales pitches about real estate and Bitcoin and, and just a bunch of stuff that I don't even feel was pitched very well because I've been through some of those pitches. You know, if I went there for that topic, I expect to be pitched it. You know, I've heard it a bazillion times. So I, I felt I, I felt hoodwinked. I was very aggravated. However, there was one thing at this conference that I think is actually going to have a very big impact on my life moving forward. And, you know, it wasn't in my plans for 2023 or anything like that. But one of the speakers, thankfully, that was in the very beginning. Um, I'm curious to talk to everyone else who attended and see if, if they're going to agree with what I say. But this one speaker they put towards the very beginning, and his name is Nick Santonos. Santonas Tasso. So it's, it's long, last name is S-A-N-T-O-N-A-S-T-A-S-S-O. I think it's Greek, um, but it's uh, Santonas Tasso. And this, this, this one speaking presentation, I mean, he actually said, I'd seen him at a far on YouTube and I'd seen him like, I think he's touring with Tony Robbins right now. And you, you can't not, know who this is if you've ever seen a picture i mean this guy has no legs one arm and from what i can tell from the stage not even a fully functioning hand on that one arm and it has one finger going out and it seems like the index finger is just like always pointing out right um having said that the guy was dressed to the nine. I mean, this guy was dressed sharp. It made me want you. you anybody that's know that knows me and met me in person, I have the same wardrobe. I have like eight pairs of jeans that are the same, shoes that are the same. I wear the same fisherman shirts from Columbia. Sometimes black, sometimes blue, but that's the extent of it. And a black undershirt, right? Seeing the way this, I must say, handicapped guy, like this, this person with almost no limbs, was dressed, made me want to rethink how I was dressing. It was very positive. Nice watch. It was also just, it was in better shape than me. I, I have to say this, like this guy was in better shape. I, and, and I looked online and there's pictures of him flexing, flexing with one arm and no legs. And the guy's on stage making jokes about, uh, I bet you guys skip legs day. You know, I do too. And, you know, very, very, very good. So I, I'm not saying this to say like, you know, I, I had a great event because, you know, somebody got up there and said some some funny stuff. 
and they had, you know, only had one arm. I'm saying this because they, this motivational talk was, it was deep for me. Like, you know, I went through the exercises that they talk about, which is a rarity for me in these conferences. And it seemed like my buddies next to me, they were, they were doing the same thing. And, you know, one point you're closing your eyes, he's got this music on and, you know, you're, 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 you're just going through these questions that he's asking and you're answering yourself. And anyhow, it, it was very impactful and it was, it really gave me greater insight into things like how often and how often are you frustrated? How often are you angry? How often are you, are, are you proud? How often are you thinking about the future, the present or the past, you know, monthly, weekly, daily, yada, yada, yada all this stuff. And, and it was, it was like the medicine I needed to hear, not what I expected at all. But it was the medicine I needed to hear, I feel, and um, I have not been able to stop thinking about it. However, the one thing that that got me about this, and it, I do not think this person intended it, he's on stage. I want to give you a visual here. This guy's on stage. He's dressed in a suit. I'm assuming it's a suit, and obviously the pant legs are all rolled up because there's like nubs or you know there's something there. Like he doesn't have actual legs. And one of his, you know, limbs that is, you know, his one, his arm is out and the other one, you know, is, is not, it's in like a nub and, but the shirts rolled up really nice. And he, you know, if you were looking, if you were, if you were watching a speaker on stage that was like really good, like a Tony Robbins or something like that, you know how they like pace the stage and they're always moving. Cause it's like, it, it, it's just like you see somebody standing in one place. It's not the same thing. This person's moving so that all different sides, you know, this, these good speakers, they, they move so that all different sides of the audience can get a view. And it looks like he's talking to everyone and not just talking to the person in front of him. It's, it's, it's stagecraft. Um, it's something that uh, I always work on doing when I'm speaking on stage. And, but this guy had no legs, no legs, right? Yet he paced that stage. I'm serious. You, you had to see it. He was using his good arm plus those two nubs in a suit, and he paced that stage, and he owned that stage more than most people I've seen present. He definitely owned it more than I would. And I feel like he had every justification in the world to stay in one spot. I, I wouldn't have faulted him for him at all. I probably wouldn't even notice because I'd be like, of course he's not pacing the stage. He has no legs. And, and just seeing this person dropping value on people and sharing his experience, his experience and, 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 and this no excuses, you know, I've done it. I've, I've built this. I mean, it's not just become a motivational speaker. I mean, that, that's super impressive for someone that must have dealt with suicide and all suicidal thoughts and all this kind of stuff in his life for being born with no limbs. But it, it wasn't just that he's gone out and learned how to wrestle with no limbs. Um, he works out. This guy's in shape. <laughs> he works out with the no limbs. Here I am pushing 340, barely remembering my New Year's resolutions, and I got all my limbs. So seeing this guy pace the stage was powerful for me. And bringing this all back to what I was talking about is if you take away one thing from an event, it is worth it. And Fortunately for me, I left early on the event. I just left me and a couple buddies. We just said, you know what? We're not going to do this junky lunch that they're, they're trying to give us and they're going to sell to us in the lunch. And we just left and we, we went to a favorite spot of ours called Miyako. Had a, had a good conversation there. But uh, 
thank God we got to see, you know, uh, Nick present. I, I'm already subscribing to a lot of his stuff. I hope I know I saw a podcast. I I'm going to try to listen to it. I'll link to some of his stuff below since I mangled his last name. But this seeing it had a lot of effects that I'm going to need to take like a couple days or a week, some weeks to digest. That's that, you know, absorption. And then I need to take action on some of this stuff. And, you know, seeing him pace that stage, there's no excuses. And I've noticed that there's a lot of things that I haven't advanced. A lot of things I brought up on my quarterly sessions, even with Noemi here on the show that I'm like, man, after seeing this guy with no legs walk the stage, uh, these excuses are weak. I, I need to, I need to like turn inward, reflect. And, and, and I think that's a good thing that we can all do sometimes. So I highly recommend you watching his YouTube channel. Um, it looked like he had like 80,000 subscribers already. He's currently touring with Tony Robbins, but it's Nick Santonostaso. And you will not be disappointed. Um, mindset is key. I know mindset is seen as a fluffy subject in the e-com world, but it truly is everything. Um, and, and if you can use a powerful, positive dose of that in your life, I highly recommend listening to it. So, all right, enough on that. I want to switch gears now. And I want to talk a bit about, since we talked about, you know, conferences, I, I want to share something about um, um, masterminds. So um, being, being, in, being in masterminds and being part of communities and all this, it is invaluable like if you're not doing this in your business you're leaving money on the table you're you're in your own way you're stopping your growth you need to join one um reach out to me i highly recommend a lot uh one that's right in front of your face is the wizards of ecom and within that you know several of us have created our own little masterminds and they're informal because we don't have a structure for them in the sense of sign up and vetting and all that there that that is on the roadmap of something i'd like to do but being part of something else is really powerful. And being part of a formal mastermind is, <coughs> I would say it's moved the needle more in my business than anything else that there is. Um, I'd like to do a, a, a standalone episode just on masterminds and like how to find them, how to know which one's good for you, you know, red flags that you need to watch out for. And, in a, in a future episode, maybe I'll do that soon because that topic's been very top of mind for me. But something else that motivated me to talk about masterminds and uh, is one thing that I learned from uh, one of my earliest masterminds, which was like like a four person mastermind, if you will, and it was from my beginner days. I think I've only shared this one other time, and it was on stage my first time speaking at Prosper Show. Um, and, and I'm going to share it here on the podcast. And my reason for this is I have a few friends in my circle that have experienced success in the e-com space, a uh, strong dose of it. And they've had, you know, they've had their lives kind of, you know, falling down or had, had the life like fall down around them. Like if I was speaking to them, say in 2020, and they would have said, you know, hey, this is where I think I'm going to be in 2023 in my life where they're at right now looks nothing like that and I mean nothing at all and in addition to that the successes that were really propping up I think a lot more happiness in their life than they were giving credit for um, those successes have evaporated you know just just businesses don't you know sometimes don't work forever and you have to pivot 
Um, we don't spend enough time talking about the failures and picking up the pieces and getting back up and, and starting again. But, um, a few of my friends lately, they, they're in this weird position, you know, everyone still sees them as this super success. You know, they're still part of all the successful high end groups and everything, but internally, a lot of their stuff personally and professionally has, you know, come, has come down around them. And a huge disadvantage, I think, for people that are in that scenario, and, and I've been there, by the way. So I've been, I've gone up to seven, eight figures in, in sales uh, in, in Amazon. And I've shared this, you know, I couldn't put even put, I couldn't even afford to put money in the gas tank because I was so upside down with cash flow. But eventually those businesses, you know, went down and I had to start over. Um, and a bit of advice that I, uh, a bit of advice that I heard from my first informal mastermind to me was one of the most powerful bits of advice I've ever received. And that's what I'm going to share here now. And it, it gave me that motive, that beginner motivation um, on, on how to get everything rolling again. Right. Because if you succeed for so long, you, you kind of forget like, wow, you know, how did I do this again? Like what was going, what were the secret ingredients going on in my life for me to do this? So that's why I'm going to share this now. And anybody else that's starting or that finds themselves, you know, knock back a, a lot of pegs and or, or, or a lot of rungs and, and you know, they want to get things going again. I think this will apply to you too. So, you know, the, the short story here is that I, um, I was starting off in, in e-com and, um, I had this, I was blessed to have this one other person that worked in the, uh, cigar, cigar shop where I worked and, you know, how to build websites. But what was cool is that he didn't really work in the cigar shop. He was like a freelancer in the cigar shop. So he had his own business, his own EIN, his own, you know, LLC, like all these things that were just so intimidating to me at the time. And so this was like my, this was like my person who, I wanted to be like who had a business and did all this stuff. And, and I think it's, I think it's extremely important to learn from people and be surrounded by, and try to surround yourself of people that you can learn from who are where you want to be. So in that stage for me, I wanted to be where this guy was running my own business, having a payroll, paying myself money, growing on my terms. Like this is, this is what I wanted to be, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's an Invictus poem I love that's like uh, captain of my own soul, you know, master of my own destiny, that type of thing. So I, I you know, every bit, you know, how to set this up, how to do that, this person would show me. And then and that came down to the money goals. And it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Like what, what does success look like here when I'm starting? And there was a bunch of different metrics we talked about, but the one that's you just can't dodge is money, you know, how much money am I making? And, you know, how, how do I measure if I'm being successful? Am I reaching that goal? So my number at the time that I thought this amount of money would mean I'm like uber rich. I could travel anywhere I want in the world. Working was optional. This was like just fun bucks, right? And that number to me way back then was $100,000, right? So obviously I couldn't do those things with that, but it was $100,000, and, you know, this, this, this person in my mastermind, they, they told me, they said, look, let's do this first. Try 
to make $100 a day. Like this was a, this was a goal. And and that felt like a lot. Let me tell you, because I was not doing anywhere near a hundred dollars a day. It was like every other day, a sale. This was like trying to do it all on my website. I didn't know if I should treat eBay as like a, a solid selling model, which, which it was at the time. And Amazon wasn't even on the radar. (coughs) Excuse me. So shoot for a hundred dollars a day. And it, and it took a while. I don't remember how long, but I kept jumping back to this person. Like I made $7 a day. I made $15 a day. And then sometimes you get knocked back to $3 a day. And then I tried to just say, well, I'm averaging this per day. And he's like, no, make this per day. And I finally did it. And I finally went to him and I waited till I had strung together about four or five days. And I said, I got, I, I got to talk to you. I, I ran all the way back to the cigar shop, went upstairs where he had his little cubicle. And I'm like, Steve, I made it. I, I got the hundred bucks. What's the next goal? And he says, well, everything you need to know to run your business, like everything you need to do to hit your goal of a hundred thousand dollars, you know, you now know it. And I'm like, I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, what do you mean? I made a hundred dollars a day. I'm like, how, 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 how is this? How is this what I need to do to make a hundred thousand dollars? He goes, you made a hundred bucks a day. You only need to do it 1000 more times. And it, it floored me. And it's pretty profound when you think about it. And it's, it's true. It's like, look, you made a hundred bucks. You just, you just need to do it a thousand more times. You know, a thousand times a hundred in case anybody's driving, doesn't want to do public mass, a hundred thousand dollars. That's my goal. I just needed to multiply what I was, what I already knew how to do. And obviously I won't go deeper into that, but like it, that obviously brings into things. Well, how many times can you do that per day? And well, if you can't, if you can only do it that amount per day, what kind of software could you bring in per day to do it? Maybe you hire more people to help you hit a higher number and all these things bring in expenses and then it adjusts the number and everything. But at its core, it's as simple as that. Keep it simple, especially in the very beginning, especially if you're starting back up. Reset your goals. Go to the people that you're around. Don't don't let pride get in the way. Go to the people that you know and just like say, hey, look, man, this is where I'm at, man. Things went down. What's the quickest way to do it? Have you ever been part of this? Talk to the people you trust around you. Talk to your mastermind, and what's important is bouncing back as quickly as possible. What's 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 important is advancing, like uh, like Nick, the, the the guy with no limbs, the motivational speaker uh, with no limbs, um, is saying advancing, making choices, making decisions, and continuing to advance it and forward is important. I hope you liked this episode. It was it was very different than other episodes I typically do on this episode on this show. Um, we will be back to our normal uh, topics soon, but these these two pieces here I feel were very top of mind uh, for me over the last few days, and uh, because of my friends that are in these situations, and you know coming back from this show and, and hearing Nick talk, uh, I, I, I'm hoping that this adds value for you. As always, keep crushing it in your business. Much love. I look forward to seeing you this Saturday at the meetup. Best way, by the way, to find out everything we got going on at Wizards of Ecom, all of our events in Miami, in Spanish, in English, in Tampa, in L.A., in San Diego, and a new location soon to be announced. The best, absolute best way to keep track of all this and not miss anything and register to what you want to register to is to download the Wizards of Ecom app.